Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Almost Good Podcast, the podcast where me, J. David Osborne, and him, David James Keaton. Hi, Dave. That's me, everybody. We talk about everybody's favorite entertainment movies. We talk about those moving pictures, the, the magic of cinema. And we talk about how we're all in jail now. Everybody, we're living, we're, this is the most boring apocalypse you could possibly imagine. But everybody's stuck inside because uh, suddenly America learned that germs exist, I guess. We all just kind of like woke up one day and figured out, oh, shit, like I shouldn't be licking doorknobs. The germs did that or people did that? The people, yeah, people, people decided to uh, become afraid of germs all of a sudden. They closed your beloved pool. I like the little germs waking up and saying, oh, shit. Munch, munch, munch. <laughs> like, hey, we have, yes, we have they, some power here. They closed the pool, yeah. I, I was looking through the bars the other day. I went to mm-hmm. feed the cat under the bleachers, and mm-hmm. it looks uh, it looks a little overly full because we had some rain here. There's okay. a couple leaves in it. Um, I was thinking about climbing the fence to go swimming, but um, that would uh, that would be bad. Yeah, guy. you would you would probably be arrested. I would probably yeah, and it would be like a weird terrorist act, like the guy that was like licking ice cream or whatever. Right, right. So yeah, I so... walked home, and my new regime is a uh, exercise bike situation. I just have a bike up on one of those. You can buy this this little prop, this little stand that makes mm-hmm. an exercise bike. Yeah. So uh, that's in the backyard. Um, you know, it's, it's not as good as the, as the swim, but it'll have to do. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go, I don't want to actually use the bike as intended. I don't want to ride around right. with it. Right. My, that doesn't your mouth turn into like one of those cow catchers on a train and just becomes this mm-hmm. suction virus suction. So uh, take, a, take a corner and like somebody jogs by and there's sweat flying off their face. Like, I don't want to be. Right. I want right. momentum out there. Right. So, right. Uh, yeah. See, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Right. So now we've all entered into this world where there's this invisible killer, and it's it's making everybody lose their minds. Well, see, know? I've always been. I've always kind of been like that. Not mm-hmm. as far as worried about. I've been a germ. I've been a germ. Going into my like mouth. I. I always. I always wash my hands. I've been a big time hand washer my whole life. Um, I've like not wanted to be around homeless people because I would be afraid that their air would, you know, pollute my lungs or something. Um, so I've always kind of been on board with this thing. So it's sort of funny to watch like the collective, like, you know, I went to the grocery store today and just seeing people in masks and gloves. And so basically like, what you're saying, what you're saying is you were into CDC regulations before they were cool. That's right. And now, since I'm such a contrarian, now that they're cool, now I think it's all bullshit. And I think we should all go. I think we should all go masks off and just like, let's just suss this thing out. Let's just figure it out. I'm go. I think what it is is uh, my brain is being polluted by a steady diet of uh, conspiracy theory, YouTube, and uh, oh and being trapped inside. So I'm kind of losing it. I mean, I watch stuff that like I that I don't believe. Um, because it's fun to me. There's like, you know, viruses don't even exist, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. But then you also see some stuff that kind of makes you think, 
not the stuff that says, you know, well, that it's a government plot or a bioweapon. Um, I think but, that things are sounding more reasonable because of our situation. It's like anything hmm. that might be conducive to a conspiracy theory is a large scale event of some kind that also would put you in a position to be susceptible to conspiracy theories. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so honestly, but, I just I, I will drop every conspiracy theory and I will tell I would be willing to tap out. I'd be willing to say yes. This is extremely dangerous. Yes, I am just as afraid as everybody else if they let me back into the gym. I'll cop to anything. <laughs> I'll say anything that they want. Just open that open that sweet gym up. <laughs> I was thinking, here was my idea, and I don't know why they don't do this. You know, make a website for the gym and have you like I think sketch- you hit a button. Okay, and you were saying you had an idea. Yeah, so I had an idea, and the idea was that why not have a website where people can go and they can sign up for like appointments and you only let like 20 people in the gym at a time and you have like an hour bracket right and if you're not if you miss your bracket too bad if your bracket fills up too bad you know what i mean but it it would get people moving it would get those folks employed again uh hopefully the the gym people are still being paid because i know that my subscription is still being taken out um so yeah yeah no that makes sense i've seen a lot of people making uh doing their own versions of clearly they're fiending for workouts. I, I don't know if I told you there's a guy on the, in the bleachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I go feed this cat under the bleachers, mm-hmm. it's actually the, um, the stands for the pool are very small. They're about as big, about as tall as a house. But uh, passing by that, you go by the uh, Santa Clara campus stadium, which is as big as any college stadium. And uh, Amy and I were walking the baby and she's like, Oh my God, did you see that? And I didn't see what she was talking about. I thought she was talking about some crows. And she's like, just wait a second. And then I caught a glimpse of something, but I wasn't sure what it was. And then we just stared at the back of the stadium. And then the guy stopped for a second. And it was a guy shirtless with a full-faced gas mask on. And he was running the bleachers. That's like, stuff. Like, that's a, like, that's a fucking dude who... That's, um, that's, that's, that's really cool. I think that they, he's going to be in shape for whatever he's predicting is going to happen. But mm-hmm. uh, so we we watched until we saw another glimpse of him at the top again. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's it looks exact. It's not hard to picture. Big no, black, like I, elephant elephant face gas mask shirtless dudes just like yeah. take taking the steps. I I so, saw um, um I saw something on uh, Twitter or Instagram and it was that pretty much. It was a guy in a gym in a gas mask. But you know something else that because uh, you know our our call got dropped a few minutes ago. All of a sudden zoom is everywhere this thing called zoom just seemed to come out of nowhere and i wanted to use it because i truly hate skype when we try to record these things every single time it's a nightmare like there there is no there's no connectivity and it seems like zoom works better i guess but i guess there's only a 40 minute time limit i think there's a limit on yeah there might be a limit unless you have through a school subscription of some kind um, mm-hmm. I think it's probably going to be like anything else where it'll seem much better until everybody's using it. And then mm-hmm. your Zoom ca- calls will get dropped all the time because it's overloaded and et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. I was just wondering um, if, because we're using Skype, I wonder if this is like, you know, how like your grandma still used like Netscape. Oh, for sure. I'm you sure know what I mean? Well, like, is, that, is, that, is that what we're doing here? Pretty much. They want everybody to use Zoom for the classrooms. Um, 
I'm resistant. I think it's right. uh, I think it's bad bad pedagogy. But uh, yeah. I think that to try to emulate a class, I'm not going to go into it, but to emulate a classroom on the internet, I think is a foolish endeavor, mm. and um, I think it's my duty to do it poorly. <laughs> yeah. Before we get into talking about movies, is there is there anything going on in the book world? I haven't really been paying attention. Is there anything that we should talk about? Um, well, there was the the dissolving of Bronzeville Books. I saw a bunch of people on Facebook saying that they will no longer be part of Bronzeville Books and they wish them well mm-hmm. and et cetera, et cetera. Um, mm-hmm. It sounds mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't know who's left at Bronzeville, but um, mm-hmm. the five people, four people I knew that were there. Yeah. Um, I had a reprint over there. I I zipped in and got a reprint published to get some of that quick money they were throwing around. Fuck yeah, <laughs> so, dude. But now uh, I, it, I guess it's still over there. Um, but yeah, they well, were throwing around. A, yeah. From what I hear, they're throwing around a lot of money and mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of ideas. Sure. Um, not as much of an execution. Of right. The ideas. Right. There is this sort of idea that the thing that makes small presses not work is a lack of money. Um, I don't think that's true, man. I think that it's a lack of kind of understanding how marketing works and how books are actually sold. And uh, the big boys, I mean, of course, you know, the big five, they have money. So that's definitely a part of it. But they also have connections, you know. They're just able to... When a book comes out, they have a, you know, like a little Jeffrey Epstein black book, right? That they maybe not exactly for the same purposes, but you know, but a list of names that they can send right. things to and say, hey, we think that you would like this. And you know what's funny though is that, I mean, a lot of authors who even go with big fives end up really kind of bitter and pissed off about like their their book just getting the hi hat, you know. Um, so it's hard to say. It's it's. I mean, I think this probably proves that it's not just money, right? Like you can't just throw money at something and make it work. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think that that's uh, that it, without getting those same dozen people to mm-hmm. put it in front of their dozen people and et cetera, et cetera. Like right. somewhere along the line, somebody decides that that's the that that's yeah. the thing, and I think. There's like a tastemaker hierarchy, right? Like a tastemaker hierarchy, basically. And the best small press, you know, you might get a couple good reviews in big venues. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a a book of mine on the small press get a publisher's weekly review, but there didn't seem to be any, um, not a whole lot of traction except in libraries. Mm -hmm. Libraries picked it up. But um, it didn't... uh, Whatever next step makes that actually start selling a ton of books didn't happen. And that's, I'm guessing, um, you know, other things that weren't, uh, they weren't part of the process that, you know, mm-hmm. it's whether, I don't know if you have to have a bunch of, it's a combination of money and business minded uh, strategies and, but. Um, and people okay. also just have to like the book at the end of the day too. You know, I mean, like the books themselves have to be. I think if people like the small press book, it can kind of get a little bit of traction. And then there's just that wall. Then it'll hit that wall. I think like a good example of it was Pat Wensink's uh, book that Mm. got 
people mm-hmm. liked. I have a copy of it, and it had that bit of broken track. piano for president. Yeah, that was a. Yeah, and it, had so, a, it sold like twelve thousand copies off of that. Dude. So that's the ultimate small press success story, right? If uh-huh. you think about, um, for people that don't know the story, he had a small press book, broken piano for president, and it had a the cover was a take on the uh, uh, Jack Daniels label, and Jack Daniels sent a cease and desist order that was then went viral as the nicest cease and desist order ever that so they, people like they offered to pay for a new cover and they said we love <laughs> that you love jack daniels but unfortunately you can't have a book cover that looks like jack daniels yes, yeah and it got on it got on boing boing yeah. and shit and people bought the book based on that so was, and i think was, that that's just a perfect storm because think i was gonna uh-huh. say it's a perfect storm because People then wanted to hurry up and get a get a hold of that old cover before it was gone. I was one of those people. Right. I was like, right. I want that Jack Daniels cover before they don't make it anymore. Right. And uh, so you had that combined with the attention in these big venues. I think there was a Huffington Post article I read. It started popping the, up. Everywhere. The boing, boing Boing was the big one, I think. That was the big. That's Corey Doctorow's uh, uh, website, like tech website. Uh-huh. It's got a huge readership. That was probably the main thing. So yes, I mean, like that's a viral thing. Pretty much impossible to predict. You have, but the, uh, and the, but the moral of the story there is that it got everything went right. <coughs> everything went right for that small press book. Right. And then and then uh, Pat put out an article later and said, "Guess how much I made?" And it was like what three or five thousand dollars or something. Something after like all, that. After yeah. it was all said and done, it was this tiny, tiny amount, and he. He broke it down how that happened and how, if that's the best case scenario for, for the small press book, then uh, it's no mm-hmm. surprise that that they all fail. And it's one all, of those things where you were fail. you were telling me something earlier that I really agreed with, that authors really have to sort of embrace the fact that we most likely will not be paid for things and like start to get back to writing books because we give a shit about writing books and kind of leave the commerce stuff as a as more of a thing to work towards sure but not something to expect like in the small term um because we were talking we don't have to name any names here uh we were talking about how since this kind of crisis hit this coronavirus crisis people started losing their day jobs and you have a bunch of people online who present as full-time authors who and you predicted this weeks ago you said you said these people are going to lose their jobs and we're going to start to see gofundmes pop up from these full-time writers where they're like you know oh i'm uh what is what was what was some of the language we saw i'm between books right now or like they can't the worst thing for some of these people would be to admit that they had a working class job, right? That they that they worked for a living. And I think it speaks volumes about about their opinions of the working class. I mean, mm-hmm. what's so bad about the day job that you have to pretend it doesn't exist? Exactly. You know, exactly. I mean, like I think I was saying to you, if somebody had to, if somebody was delivering pizzas for a decade with a fake <laughs> full time writer. Mm-hmm. Label, label on their Facebook page, and then suddenly mm-hmm. they're not doing it anymore because of this shit, <clears throat> and they have to, and they have to, you know, bridge that gap. 
it would it just make so much sense to say, hey, man, my fucking delivery job just dried up. <laughs> Maybe you want to buy right. some of my books. But instead, it, it's there's this convoluted presentation of right. art, art in another way. You know, it's like it's just, well, the and, way that... and I, I just say that it's so much more interesting to be a, a decade long pizza delivery person than to be a writer. So you should 100%. Fucking, you should brag about it. You should definitely you, brag about it. If you look at if you look at making art as a pursuit that's more akin to, let's say, a religious practice. It would be like instead of everybody just being comfortable going to church and praying and, you know, occasionally maybe leading a Bible study, everybody wants to be like the mega church pastor and they're not able to like sort of humble themselves and say, oh, I'm just kind of like a small person who does this thing that I enjoy and I will now present it to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really sure what happened, but somewhere along the line, everybody, well, I think what happened is, and I sympathize with this because I feel this way too, working sucks ass. And I think people have this idea in their mind, like, oh, I would like to live my life uh, making things that I enjoy making, and I would like to be praised for it. Nothing wrong with that. I'm on board so far. Um but then you kind of get to a point where they put the cart before the horse and it's like, you have to actually make things and develop a large fan, a large enough fan base and get enough quote unquote buzz around you before you can make that leap. So what you end up with is like somebody who's put out like two books on a small press trying to peacock like they're a, like they're an author, almost as though they could sort of in a, in a new thought, power of positive thinking way, will that existence into being if they just pretend hard enough, you know? Right. And it makes it all ugly. It's like, just, I don't know, just write the books, man. It's totally fine. Write the books and fucking deliver pizzas and tell me about the pizza delivery. Don't tell me about your writing because I'll right. bet like pizza, like you said this earlier, pizza delivery guys probably have better stories then the yeah, I, I sat I sat at my desk and pet my cat and was just thinking up the words today. <laughs> I'm so like, dude. Back um, to the word minds. So, somebody uh, sent me a thing where like the internet just clowns on Chuck Wendig now, like just constantly clowns on him. And the the tweet I won't say who it was from. It's like it it makes me happy that <laughs> Chuck Wendig is now an object of general ridicule online. <laughs> But I say that because I was almost going to start doing like the, you're just a skelly bone bag of meat and stardust and you make your, you use your hand toes to blah, blah, blah. But anyway, that's just, it wouldn't be almost good if I didn't, if I didn't shit on either Chuck Wendig or or Jeff Vandermeer at least once. So (laughs) now that we got that out of the way. We can we can continue with the rest of the pod. You thought we were going to get through one without? <laughs> you can't you can't help it. You can't, you I can't, can't help myself. Just dang just dangling there, dangling dangling. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I was going to tell you. You know that reminds me of uh, your conspiracy theory talk. Um, yes. So I was on the uh, so I was on the exercise bike. I've only done this two days in a row, but I've been trying to listen to. Uh, trying to listen to 
like uh, a whole album before I get off, like see how far I can get. Because I don't have, I can't watch TV out there. Mm-hmm. It's weird that I'm outside, but I'm not going anywhere. So right. it's, twice, it's twice as boring for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to listen to full albums, and I threw on uh, Bright Eyes, People's Key, which I hadn't listened to in yeah. a while. Right, And it starts off with, it's kind of like that old Sublime album where he takes these quotes from a, quote, crazy person to flavor his album. And mm-hmm. I remember thinking it was funny. And, but today, as I'm doing it, as I'm like staring at a fence, I'm just mm-hmm. thinking, this, this guy's making a lot of sense. It's like this, this right. old guy's voice. He's saying, time isn't time if you're already there. You know, fucking, right, right. These, these, like, total. He'd be a bore at a party, but now, mm-hmm, if, I'm, mm-hmm. if I'm peddling in place and staring at a fence during the soft apocalypse, all of a sudden I'm thinking this guy's making a lot of sense right now. Well, and a lot just, of these people start making the, a lot the of sense. The universe is dude. going counterclockwise. The universe is. A, they used to call them reptilians. And like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? Yeah, no, you start. And to... It might be there's something to be said for a soothing voice in your ear too while you're. You know, while you're exerting yourself, that might make it more susceptible too. Are we more well, susceptible to conspiracy theories because we're exerting emotional energy? You know, it's possible. I think that I think that I'm more susceptible to uh, conspiracy theories because it's genetic. Like my dad believes a lot of conspiracy theories, so I think you have a conspiracy theory gene, and I think I have the presence of mind enough to sort of realize that a lot of the shit that I believe in is probably not exactly true. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way you get sucked in is that when you find out that they're right about certain things, you know what I mean? Like you, you look into stuff and you see, Oh, all these kind of major news outlets that tell you, you know, one thing, like the big moment I think for me and a lot of other people was Jeffrey Epstein, right? (laughs) Like when a guy who is a Mossad asset who has this black book of all these celebrities and political figures who he's flown to his pedophile island gets mysteriously suicided in jail. You're like, damn, sometimes sometimes shit really is weird. This guy had a, a temple on an island and he was trying to seed the world so he could create a master race and... And you just, when you see that, you're like, well, I wonder what else is true that I would have said was completely ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? They almost did a double bluff. It was almost Mm -hmm. so overt that Mm -hmm. it made it, that it made it less talked about. Like Mm -hmm. it didn't, there was no effort to be exerted from the conspiracy minded people because there's only one person that I talked to, only one person that I've ever talked to was like, no, that makes complete sense that he would have killed himself because the prisons are so horribly run and poorly staffed. There's only one person whom I love very much. Um, but I well, was didn't like, it have, come on, But there man. was like bro- broken cameras and That's mystery, right. mystery mm-hmm. guards. And you just mm-hmm. think, are you even trying anymore? Like, are the, yeah. right. are the, are the, right. the, the, the invisible puppet masters even exerting an effort anymore? <laughs> right, right. So you see that and then you start looking into stuff with like you know the clintons and they're a little shady uh probably not as shady as most conspiracy theorists Listen, would I'm, want not you gonna, to think. I'm not gonna let you take but, me down down to pizzagate tonight i'm sorry we're not talking pe- no not pizzagate <laughs> just like people who've again been you know mysteriously suicided 
you know, kind of like shot in the head twice. They shot themselves in the head twice type things. Um, and then before you know it, you know, you're sitting there wondering, are viruses even real? And oh, then geez. are they alive? <laughs> I was still I'm still messing with are they alive? And you're already on the are they real? You're ready to No, I'm just kidding. I think they're real. And I think that it's I think that they I think they're alive. I think that that like it fits my criteria for a thing that is alive. If if something has uh, what the Greeks would call a telos, right, like a a sort of ambition, like a thing that it wants to do, I'd call that alive. Like a plant, well, right? Well, didn't they? Well, didn't they prove that celery is screaming when you bite it or whatever? It's yeah, a hundred percent. No, there's a book that I read called "Thus Spoke the Plant" by Monica Gagliano. She did this incredible um, study where she had this very shy plant in a, in a room and it's the kind of plant that will close up its petals. Um, if it senses any kind of like attackers. So she did this study where she would go by every day and drip a little bit of water on this plant and it would cover up, it would cover up, it would cover up. And after something crazy, like a month, eventually the plant stopped covering up because it recognized that this drop of water wasn't a threat. Well, she went away for two months and had other people go in and do the same thing. And the plant would close up again, close up again, close up again. So three months later, she comes back and drops the water on the plant and it stays open, implying that the plant somehow remembers her. But plants don't have brains. So how does it know that she's the same person? Yeah. Then they, well, yeah. And, then, and then she dropped a match on it because that's all, the, all those experiments then. <laughs> she's like she's like yeah and then and then i made it scream <laughs> i just let a bunch of monkeys come in and eat and eat the plants anyway that's kind of off the track but um you know talk about uh, the platform yeah Oil. yeah the the platform probably the the like we're if you talk about a bad date this is a bad apocalypse date movie lots of shit in this movie lots of poop <laughs> lots of poop yeah um yeah, it's uh, it's one of those movies where uh, it had a, a lot of buzz here this last week. We're actually we're we might be on time in reviewing this because it's a new it's a hot new Netflix rental. Yes. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's okay. I mean, it, it won me over by the end, but it's one of those uh-huh. movies that's it's all ideas and it doesn't have a lot of style or a, it doesn't have a good eye. Very no very no. But, it, you know, I could give it credit for being, it's underpopulated, but it has to be because it's a, a situation. It's like Cube. Cube kind of right. looked like shit, right. but Cube was full of ideas. This, well, this movie ideas. this movie probably cost like $10,000, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it has one effect that it heads towards, and then it can't even show it because it can't afford to show right. the, the thing go back up. But, yeah, it um, it's one of those movies where I'm, I'm definitely on... Uh, the side against the fact that Netflix will allow you to watch movies at two times speed or whatever. Mm-hmm. However, however, because this is captioned and because mm-hmm. it has no real style and right. because it's all ideas, you could probably watch it at two times speed and get everything out of it. As a if matter of wanna... fact, Dave, <laughs> did you know I, did? I did fast forward through this movie. <laughs> I mean, you kind of don't, you don't need to see it because just every time somebody start blood starts flying, if you want to see that, if you want, if somebody drops their pants, they're going to take a shit. I guess you want to see that. Sure. But, but as far as 
there's really no need to 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 like marinate yourself in it. You know what I mean? No, no. And I guess it might have an effect where at the end you think, well, that was really overwhelming. Like the gore hounds, the, the derp <coughs> out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's tailor made for that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, but but here's the thing, dude. I, the the main problem with this movie is that I didn't know that it was uh, it's Spanish, right? It's it's uh, subtitled. Mm-hmm. It's supposed mm-hmm. to be in Spanish, but Netflix default is to show it to you dubbed and let you just let you just kind of click around and try to figure out what languages it was in which was kind of fun for a minute trying Mm. to get the models to match up i'm like oh it's not french it's not dutch oh there it is it's spanish but while i was doing that i had the dubbing going um at first with the actual subtitles so you got to see whoever see i used to close caption for a living so i'm always complaining about this i I worked Mm. that job for like nine years mm-hmm. so when i see a bad captioner i, I have something has to be said and whoever the captioning was okay the captioning yeah. was was passable whoever dubbed this movie should be sent straight to leavenworth dude because nice. whoever was dubbing this whoever netflix hired to dub it was doing some dumbass version where they were just adding sentences to like try to make it overly obvious. I think that oh, happens a lot, dude. I oh, really it's, think it's that happens so a ton. Ima- Imagine giving over your movie to some fucking moron sitting there, like myself, right. who's like, right. you know what this needs? This needs a little extra talk about the genitals. Because there's yeah. a line in this, there's a line where the one guy says, um, for people that uh, have seen the movie uh, or haven't, here's some spoilers. Uh, you're in a situation where you're in a prison where a table is lowered through a hole in the middle of the room and it has a big feast on it, depending on the level of the prison you're at. And if you're on the lower levels and at the beginning, they suspect that there's 200 levels. If you're at one of the lower levels, there's no food left by the time the, the big platform gets to you. But if you're on like level 30, I think is where they start the movie. Um, there's still plenty of food left. Uh the problem is that when every month or so, I, I didn't really have the timeline down. It's, it's once every month, yeah. Once a month, you wake up and you find you're on a different level. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know. And you can't, you can't take any of the food with you because right. it'll start to get hot or cold. Yeah, um, so the, the platform sits there for, and that's a little hard to discern, but it sits there for maybe like, what, 10 minutes or something? Yeah, five, six minutes, something like that. They're, yeah. not, they're not too rushed when they mm-hmm. eat. It tore, until towards the end when it starts to move again. So this giant table of food lowers itself into the room. People go to it and they eat, and then it goes down again and it goes to the next level. Um, the guy at the beginning, you follow this guy into the prison where he's volunteered because you, if you go there, you can get a, they keep saying an accredited degree. <laughs> if you go mm-hmm. and if you spend time there and you survive it, you get a degree. So he goes there and he thinks this isn't so bad. Um, then he wakes up and of course he wakes up and they're like on level, what's the, like level 120 or something. 171, I think 171. It was, yeah. And he yeah. immediately realizes that um, he's got, he's got to really eat this guy. He's yeah, it's eat really this guy. bad down there. And it means that you eat your, your cellmate because the food mm-hmm. won't make it that far. Everybody has picked it clean. Mm-hmm. The table still shows up and it still has plates and spoons on it, but everything's gone. And the cellmate realizes this and he kept kind of hinting at it like, you know, you should uh, be prepared. It's not always going to be like this. And, and the guy's like, well, you know, we just, you know, we remain, we just, well, the guy's a real, he's like a real humanist, right? The, mm-hmm. the guy they're following. 
he believes in people. You're allowed to bring one object. So his cellmate brought a knife, which <laughs> makes sense. And he brought a copy of Don Quixote. Right, which so, means he yeah. should, he's doomed. So he yeah. wakes up on uh, level 171 and he's hogtied. And the guy's got his knife in his face. He's like, so what I'm going to do basically is I'm going to cut pieces off of you and keep you alive as long as possible. This will be good for both of us because you'll be alive. And I, if I kill you too fast, I can't sustain myself. So I'm going to start slicing pieces off and eating you. Sorry, sucks to be you, but I brought a knife. You brought a book, dummy. Um, mm-hmm. But what's funny is, the speaking of the, the dubbing, so he leans in. He goes, don't worry. I'll keep you alive. And he says, also, don't worry. I won't touch your genitals. Okay. So that's what it says on the subtitles. If you have the dubbing on, if you have the stupid ass dubbing on, mm-hmm. he says, and don't worry, I won't touch your genitals. I'm saving them for later. Oh, let me, wow. Let, let Somebody, me break down somebody's how, playing fast and loose with this shit. Yeah. Let me break down how, how criminal it is for somebody to have done that. First of all, it makes no sense in, if you look at the movie as a whole because that guy becomes his, his like his ghost, his muse, who's like mm-hmm. walks him through the whole thing. So for that guy to be somebody who's saving his dick to eat it later and torture him mm-hmm. is, doesn't fit with what happens later. It also, and even if it, even if it did, like, how dare you come in, uh-huh. you fucking, you fucking person in the cubicle right. and just say, right. I'm going to add a line. I'm going right. to add a line to make, to evil this up for a minute. Yeah, you I think do that, your job, dude. Like, how's that I think person that, not doing their job? Well, I think that if you, th- there might be a science behind this. So, if you're watching the dubbed version, that means you would prefer to listen to a goofy ass English or American voice actor say words rather than go through the trouble of reading them. So, these are probably dummies that are watching this. So they might actually be making the movie dumber in the dubbed version to make it more pleasurable for the people who don't like to read. It's definitely dumber, yeah. That would be extra. They would just repeat things every time that the screen would not show the person So did talking. you watch this whole thing dubbed and subbed? I did all of it, dude. <laughs> I kept bouncing back and forth. <laughs> I had time because the movie's pretty simple. I mean, it's... And we're all I, trapped inside? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's full of ideas and... Uh, Amy watched a little bit of it, and then I just told her I'd sum it up because she got when they started shitting on people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like yeah. she tapped out. Um, Lots of poop in this movie. Lots of poop. Well, there, the poop threat was actually kind of interesting. I thought that right. when I say it's full of ideas, it does. This is what I'll give it credit for. It takes an initial idea that mm-hmm. is just kind of uh, kind of grim, you know. And so it's you know you watch it for the for the the cube aspect. Let's let's watch people suffer, right? Sure. But then, but then it starts, it, it looks at the implications of the situation and it asks questions that we would ask. Mm-hmm. If a, you know, the table that lowers itself down and the people that you can see below you and above you, all of a sudden it, it starts asking questions about that stuff. And I mm-hmm. thought that's where it got interesting. So somebody shows up in, um, again, spoilers, he has to kill, he kills and he eats his roommate. There's a battle of wills kind of thing. Then he wakes up and he's on a real high level. Six. Uh, He's on level six, and up there he uh, meets a woman. Unless that happened slightly earlier, he meets a woman who's like a who's trying to start a mini revolt of, of yeah. Like, she was like good. she was like 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 on the side of the she was like a guard or something. Like she worked yeah. 
for the prison and then um like her her she says her i think her son her daughter goes missing i forget which one it, her child oh, that's goes a, missing. that's a di- that's a different character but yeah there is a there's a woman who um oh, those are different people the woman who, who the woman who comes down on the table one day one day the oh, table right, comes right, down right. with food yeah 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 and there's right, a woman okay. on it and she says she's looking for her daughter and she that's goes down to right. the next floor that's right and uh Sometimes people try to rape her. Sometimes she murders that's, them. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So but watching the movie a movie and fast forward will. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, there's limitations. There, there, there might be some limitations <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, I was a little. But confused, I don't but, think but, these are these aren't necessarily bad. Lim- the, the limitations I think might have helped in the way the dubbing helped, which is it combined two characters in an interesting way. Yeah. Suddenly the <laughs> the guard is now looking for her daughter, and I kind of like that. Plus, yeah, well, it's because it, they only have time to give everybody one characteristic. You got right. two because you were watching that's about right. fast forward. That's right. I was like, damn, this this is a really like well developed. This character is going through an arc. Uh, but no, I uh, there's a great line um, where he he does he so he in order to keep people from eating too much, he threatens to shit in their food. Right, right exactly. and he's at the top. But then well, we should we'll he, tell the well. You should you should explain that why he's trying to do that. The woman says mm-hmm. she she has realized one day that if if everybody just ate enough, if everybody, everybody limited them, everybody on every level, and she estimated there would right. be about two hundred levels. That by the time it got to level two hundred, everybody down there would be able to eat. So she right. says, let's. So what she does is she grabs the plates and she makes two dinners for the people mm-hmm. below her. And she said, she yells down, she goes, I have given you enough food to sustain yourself. Please make meals for the next level down. And of course mm-hmm. those guys understandably are like, fuck you. Right. <laughs> leave, right. leave us alone. Right. And the, the class, it's a little on the nose, but I liked how there's a, just a visceral hatred for anybody above you. Right. And, well, uh, he says that it, he says the line that I, that he says that I love where he can't control the five levels above him. He says, I can't shit up. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's, a... that's really good. That like that to me, I was like, the whole movie's worth it for the line. I can't shit. Up. That is a good line. Cause he's, cause she keeps trying to persuade them by being rational and sympathetic. And, and everybody just keeps saying, fuck you. And finally the, the roommate, he gets sick of it. He leans, he leans over to the level below him and he goes, if you guys don't do what she says, I will shit on all the food now and forever. And so immediately they're like, oh, let's do it. We have to do it. Mm-hmm. We don't want shit in our food. Mm-hmm. And then he, she says, I don't, uh, I don't really think that that's what I wanted, but I guess you've got results. And then he says, <laughs> he says your line or whatever about, yeah. you know, I, can, I can't shit up, so I'm going to shit right. out. And again, it's right. all very much on the nose. Right? It's on it's the like, nose, but that's a really good point. And, you know, I think that, I think that what we really need in this country right now is some on the nose parable style storytelling. I, I, I think I think that it's maybe like <clears throat> it's it this movie's not going to age well. Um, I think it's gonna look really kind of silly at a certain point. Um, maybe, I don't know. But when like when the, when it's actually uh, when we actually have like the, the revolution and there's heads on spikes and stuff. When we have like, a, oh, a Star was, Trek the Next generation type utopia. We'll look back and say, "Can you believe when we used to enjoy movies like they made any sense to us?" Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. Back when we used to eat plants and they were screaming. <laughs> now we just like now we just eat the ether that's we in just the eat air. Ener- we just eat energy. Yeah, we yeah, just the, eat this I did like. Uh, what did you think of that? I like the big reveal where 
he he then wakes up and he finds himself on the lowest level yet. It was like two hundred or something. It goes he, way lower well, that, than he but thought. But yeah, yeah. The, the way they the way they reveal that was great. He sits it, there because he's got it, nothing yeah. else to do, and he times it. He mm-hmm. sits there and he listens to the noise of the buzzer. Right. Because there's kind of a it's almost like a musical beat. It goes and it mm-hmm. kind of gives you this. That's kind of the score to the movie is the the right. buzzer. And um, so he sits there and he counts them one day. And he, and he counts how many buzzers and how many how many ta- levels that he assumes are below where he's at. And then when he meets another fellow revolutionary, he says, you know what we're going to do? We're going to sit on the table and we're going to ride it to the bottom and we're going to give everybody the amount of food that they need and we're going to make this work. Mm-hmm. And uh, when they get to where he thinks it goes down, where he thinks the bottom is, suddenly he realizes that the table is not stopping and that there's no there's puzzle. Like, when there's, there's like, there's yeah. like, if you're dead, when, when people are dead, yeah, it just keeps going. So it ends and, up being, it's like 300 and yeah, 333. Yeah. And that's a big yeah. difference. If you so there's 130 levels that he didn't he even had, realize after he assumed that he had rationed it to within, you know, an inch of its life. It's really kind of a, it's really a pretty cool, it's, it's kind of a cool thing. You know, that, that like, idea is clever because it keeps thinking. I liked mm-hmm. that it kept thinking, it kept con- right. reconsidering the situation, and it kept adding things like, "What would you do if this happened? What would you do if this?" And the fact that it that there were a hundred more levels means that not there's no way that you can make it work. There's no way that the initial uh, revolutionary, when she said, "If everybody just had the right amount of food, that doesn't work. Nothing nope. works. Nope. Nothing works." So they come up with a new plan. Uh, the spoiler is that. They're gonna uh, they're gonna ride the table down, not let anybody eat till till they get to a certain level. Then mm-hmm. start giving them a little bit of food, and then if they can just survive to get to the bottom, that means that they can ride the table all the way up. We should right. also explain that once the table gets to the bottom in the middle of the night, they'll see it go and shoot yeah. past them. So if they can ride it to the top, that means they get to the top where the food's being prepared, and then um, I guess argu- arguably they could. They could break free or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem is, it just keeps going down. Just right, keeps going. <laughs> right, right. And so they're um, just like clutching a dessert, going into the darker and darker depths where it's just bodies. It's just mm-hmm. people that have. You know so. something. Something interesting too, when you talk about the dubs being wrong. I actually want to talk about the title for a second and how the fact that they changed the title. Oh, what's the original? I didn't even look. Okay, at it. so in English they translated it as the platform, right? So at that point we're focusing on this big tray of food that's going down, but it's focusing on a thing, right? Um, the the Spanish title is El Oyo, which translates to the hole, right? So the movie much better, much in its title. original title is the hole, the emptiness, right? The lack, the and not the, the platform itself. The whole, yeah. Exactly. The hole is more important. So I think that by changing it to the platform, I think they kind of knew that if they called it the hole, everybody would be like, the hole, yeah. you know, like an asshole or something. But the hole is a better title. Because, There's a couple of good movies yeah. with the hole already. We've already got a couple holes. Have you ever seen, uh, it's got... Uh, yeah, we do. Kira, Kira Knightley, is that who she, And the chick from... Uh, the one who's like in love with the guy who likes the plastic bag in American Beauty. What's her name? Oh, uh, oh the one from Dunstan checks in. What's her name? <laughs> Whoever that is. I no, can't not, not, not Dunstan checks in. She's from, uh, 
No, yeah, maybe it is Dunstan checks in. I don't know. Thor you know Birch. Thor Birch. Birch. Yeah, yeah, so Thor Birch and uh, I think the Cure Knightly. It's called the whole very um, amazingly simple plot. These it's like four people are out hanging, or they're like partying in the woods, and they find this uh, trap door that goes down to this bunker, and mm-hmm. um, they get stuck in it. And so mm-hmm. they're just it's like two dates. It's like what do you do? They can't get up to the to get to the thing to get out. I like mm. movies where you're stuck in those situations. So I guess mm-hmm. um, it's mm-hmm. kind of similar to this in, in sure. some ways. Yeah. yeah. Except yeah. that no 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 food comes down to that hole. Mm-hmm. Um, any uh, any kind of final thoughts on the whole? On the on the whole, um, any thoughts on the whole? I would say by the end, it it made an attempt to be bigger than its than its limitations, mm-hmm. and. I think that's both a plus and a minus where yeah. I think that sometimes if you revel in your limitations, you leave me on a better note than if you sure. If you try to get a little big, it got, try to get a, a movie, little big at the a end. movie though, a movie though, that is this kind of allegorical and that is this on the nose. I don't think that there is really a possibility like the people who made this movie, they're not going to not go big at the end. You see what I'm saying? Like, um, but, I, but, uh, but, but that doesn't make it good. When they try to go big, it's you know that's when all the limitations are shown. Exactly, they, exactly. So you can't you can't have a big a special effect. So that that's mm-hmm. always kind of weak at the end. Right, right. Um, right. And they and they had some sort of ghost bullshit. Yeah, um, the ghost was stupid. Um, I was just like, so he gets to this point and he just he was at the bottom level, right? Like he gets like he, yeah, they get to the basement or whatever where it sits. Uh, they found the, the the child that was lost in the cells, and that you kind of have to abandon the idea of how did the little girl live on level three hundred or whatever. Right. He finds her and he puts her on the table to go back up. Well, that's the magical. That's like the magical Newt, right? I think it's probably started with Newt in Aliens, which is the idea that a a literal child, um, you know, this this kind of in Aliens, it's this creature, not just one creature, by the way, but many many creatures that are designed to be nature's perfect killers uh Uh somehow couldn't couldn't find a child hiding in vents right (laughs) Right. she just she just kind of like she got really scared and hid and uh just completely survived that and i'm not sure how i mean i'm that has to be replicated over and over again it's completely ridiculous it's it's ridiculous in aliens right um just as as it is here but it's when it's when a character stops actually like it's not a human anymore. Well, it's, it's a surrogate child yeah, too. Like it, right. it was, it became kind of his, just like a newt becomes hers, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that kind of stuff was a little silly. I I kept wanting it to. There's always that ending right before the ending that I wanted, which is where mm-hmm. these two guys holding pipes in their hands mm-hmm. are are basically planning on going to the bottom and then riding the dinner table back to the top and just mm. beating the shit out of rich people yeah um, but we didn't get it you know we instead we right. got this, right. this ab- abstract revolution mm-hmm. um that mm-hmm. may may be coming or maybe was a figment of his starving imagination who knows but yeah. as far as a as far as a low budget movie you know i i think it succeeded i think it, it succeeded yeah. but but it didn't i i guess that's also the the problem is that it doesn't if it's made by someone with an eye on the gore hounds so you got a lot of mm-hmm. shit and you got a lot of blood a lot of stabbing mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. cannibalism 
Right. A lot of a lot of the, those shots of people eating and then food kind of coming out of their mouths while they're eating. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that so much. Yeah. So um, if you like that, it's it's kind of for the goons. It's um, for the goons for sure. I say smarter. that it's it's not it's not bad if you can knock it out in forty minutes. I think <laughs> I think it's definitely worth forty minutes of your time. Now moving from the hole, the platform, uh, we'll move into territory of movies that I didn't even see. But that I still feel like judging. So okay, all right. I know you've been I know you've been feeling a certain kind of way about the hunt. So I wanted oh, to talk about, talk about that about one. Hunt? Oh my god! I want to talk okay. about the hunt. Now the yeah. reason why I didn't watch the hunt. This is really funny. Um, is that I was uh, not going to pay twenty dollars to see it. So um, yeah, it was one of those uh, the the uh, soft apocalypse. Had, um, yeah, the, so the that whole, they, they the, went I just, straight I to just video. Drew, I just kind of drew a line right there, dude. I drew a line. I'm like, I'm not. I can't pay twenty bucks for this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if it had been seven, eight bucks, sure, why not? I did it because I figured I'm fiending for getting out and going to see mm-hmm. a movie. It'd be the same price if the two of us went, and we can't anyway because sure. of the baby. So I did it with all of them. You know, the sure. Invisible Man. Invisible Man and the Hunt and uh, Emma uh, are all going to be. Um, are all, I'm going to waste money on all those just to to pretend to pretend to be part of society. Sixty dollars yeah. for three movies, eesh. Yeah, yeah, but you know, yeah, I just I, I moved I'm moving the money around. Okay. You know, I got I got a right. GoFundMe that says, "Hey, my day job dried up. <laughs> send me money to send me money to watch movies." No, you're be, you're between novels. You're between, between novels. I'm between and movies, guys. I'm between movies. In between movies. So the hunt is, as far as I can understand, it's kind of a. It does this thing that, on its surface, I really like, which uh, it makes uh, these sort of rich liberal people. It's a most dangerous game scenario, as far as I understand, right? Like they're they're yeah. hunting, they're hunting the poor's. Is that is that on the is that right? Yeah. Um, Hold on one second. I'm going to get a glass of water and then I'm going okay. to shred this piece of shit. All right. Let's just do it. All right. Just... All right. David's very thirsty. He's got to get some water. He's got to quench his thirst because he hates this movie so much. This movie got him so mad. He's going to drink some water. So he can talk for 15 minutes about how much he hates this movie. Why do I do this podcast? I don't even like movies. Probably because I like talking to my friends. And if a podcast is how I do it, then that's fine. The Hunt. The Hunt. The Hunt. You've seen other movies like it before, but you've never seen The Hunt quite like the... Oh, hey, what's up, dude? (laughs) I got me a a cookie. Oh, cookie as well. Carb loading. Oh, shit. Wait a minute. Uh, Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah. I want to grab a grab some water and a cookie. Our apocalypse cookie. cookies nice. made uh, chocolate chip cookies, but Amy made them too big, mm-hmm. so they're like each one Bro. of them is like the size of a CD, bigger than a CD. Uh, no, I love it when that happens. When you accidentally they're make hurt. the cookies too big and they're they like big. start 
they just Sorry. they bend like a like a Salvador Dali painting, right? Like yeah, they're huge. They're hard as a rock too. This is supposed to be. They're hard. What? No. Yeah, gotta have the soft cookies. No, no. That here. Listen, I'm gonna take a bite. You can hear how hard it is. Ready? Oh, I feel like I'm watching the fucking platform again. <laughs> it's taking me back. I'm having Vietnam flashbacks to this movie. Well, let's talk about the uh, the hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if you guys remember, I don't know if you remember that the hunt had uh, some controversy. Yeah, it did. Because people so were they, scared that it was going to make people uh, actually want to kill rich people. Yeah, I saw the poster. It's bullshit. got a, it's got a that pig on it, and it's like all the bad reviews it got, like disgusting, morally reprehensible. First of um, all, dude, lies, mm, all mm, lies. Okay, I think I've seen it. The film. It looked it looked pretty pedestrian. Well, it's not even that. The mm. film, the film um, would have been if it would have been rolled out to you know get the wrath of the online critics. Uh-huh. They would have they would have said that it was a right wing fantasy. They would have said, yeah, they would have right. said that it was leaning right. And they would have said okay. it's uh, the, the same scolds. It would have t- attacked something for being irresponsible would have just come from the other direction. Um, what's funny is when that happened, I don't know if you remember, um, I claim to have uh, predicted the entire plot with the, mm-hmm, tra- yeah. with the trailer. Um, I don't okay. remember if it was. I'm just going to read through that real quick because I think I was really wrong, actually. But okay, I, t- I typed this out, assuming that back then I thought me and you were going to go see the hunt, and then I would come back and I would say, "Now look at this sealed in the envelope. Here's the plot of the hunt that I totally decided yeah. from the trailer. I'm so smart, right? I don't think it worked. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Here's what I thought it was going to be. I wrote down purge knockoff plot. Four or five people, rich people, get on a jet, head to a place to start the hunt, a private human hunting expedition on the game reserve. On the jet, they will have a very purge-like conversation about how they're really rich and own the country and they can do what they want to people. I was absolutely right about that. That happened. One of them seems to be Dennis from Always Sunny. Good casting. I still agree with that. Uh, Mm -hmm. It will be the brainchild of Hillary Swank, who we don't really see in the trailer. Uh, who can't find a decent role since her boys don't cry billion dollar baby heyday. She's been in the trailer. She laughs in a conspicuously evil way that never should have made it on film. She is some sort of corporate monster who talks a company into starting the first purge or I mean hunt. I wasn't really right about that. That isn't really what happens, but okay. I'm right about the, the idea of her, but the reason that she starts the hunt is different. Um, and then I said, Is it satanic? Uh, no, it's you're going to laugh when we get to it, but I'm going to save that. OK, uh, I, okay. I wrote down 12 people wake up in a field, to find a stash of weapons, you know, like in Hunger Games. They talk about how they're from all different parts of the country to establish their single distinguishing character trait. This did happen. Uh, one of the 12, the main woman will be the last alive. She's the one in the gas station. She'll realize the town folk are in on it. She'll uh have you said blah 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 and then i can't really read my writing here um 
I was right about. He just got into last... such a fucking trance about it, such a fever <laughs> about this. That's no, when you. It was that's like that like, automatic. Ra- that's like that's automatic the fucking. Rating. That's when. Uh, that's like when an HP Lovecraft character is writing about like the Necronomicon <laughs> or some forbidden tome, and it just ends up being like Cthulhu Photogen, you know, like all this kind of shit. Like that's what ended up happening. Like the sweat start. Like it's like oh, I can't read my writing because of all the sweat that spread the ink <laughs> the around. Sweats. So, <laughs> so here's what's so stupid about it, dude. So the uh, it does start. All that shit's pretty much the case. Uh, the the one who the the final girl or whatever in the gas station scene. All that stuff happens really quickly. So I wasn't really I wasn't really like solving anything because that uh, is just shit that happens immediately. That's just the beginning. That's just the beginning. Um, it um, it of course takes place in like Croatia or something. So it again admits now movies are into admitting that they're filmed in tax shelters. Yeah. <laughs> right. Just, so right. it actually takes place in some faraway hostile type land, you know, where you can mm-hmm. get away with hunting people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really obnoxious that it opens with that tiresome, like trailer before the trailer move where instead of opening in bright sunlight on the person you're supposed to imprint on for her, mm-hmm. like, fake subversive death. They have somebody where you think you're following her waking up in a field with a gag in her mouth. She's like, what's happening? Oh, and then she dies. Instead of you. starting yeah. there, instead of starting there, they start with this stupid set piece. All these movies are doing this now where it's always some last, filmed last, filmed in the dark studio, some sort of fight or some sort of action moment. And then the movie starts. And it's because mm-hmm. I think they think they're doing the trailer before the trailer to suck you in. But you yeah. don't want to do that. Like if you start mid-action now, mm-hmm. I can't I can't pay attention. You know yeah. what I mean? So they right. have this big fight on a plane where one of the rednecks gets loose and they have to like beat him to death on the plane before they get there. Not mm-hmm. only have they given away everything, like they there's nothing to explore. Like have somebody wake up in a field gag and figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. Instead, kind of like just, the platform, right? Like yeah, where, they you get, know, in, yeah. exactly, exactly. The platform opened correctly, so they open in a stupid way that is this was essentially the trailer is part of that, and it all smacks of reshoots and and the tone is all over the map. Um, mm. But the fact that right wingers canceled it, dude, because they thought it was anti deplorable or whatever, just shows how fucking stupid right wingers are because mm. it loves them. It loves because them, that's dude. because I thought the that was the, I, I was I was under the impression that was the troll move of the movie itself was that the the right wing people were the good guys. And they are like the, the main the, character. All the rednecks mm-hmm. are the heroes. They even when they die, like the sometimes they'll say something, but it's in a way that you could tell that your redneck uncle would say like, yeah, that's true. We are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, Whereas with mm-hmm. the liberal shit, that's where they actually take some shots. Right. And that's where it really confuses stupid people. Or wait, okay, hold maybe on. I should... can I can I can I ask you something real fast? Sure. And I have I've read nothing about this movie. Um, is there is there a scene where one of the liberal killers turns out to be like a vegan or something and doesn't want to like hurt animals? One yes, there is. I had taken another. Fucking knew it. I yeah, fucking but... knew it, dude. Like as you're talking, I'm like, there's got to be a joke in there where like. You know, one of them has just like brutally slaughtered a person and then they're like eating dinner and they're like, is there meat in this or something like that? Right. Similar, similar to it. Mm-hmm. For some reason, they have they've set a pig loose at the beginning of the hunt. And the, I don't know if the pig had a message on it or something. I was really annoyed by this point. Yeah. But um, later they have like a 
there's like a uh, what do you call those like where people hunt geese uh, hunting something what is when you sit there with your shotgun and you're like in a you're like sort of half underground what do you call those things like a fox hunt, hole like a foxhole there's got to be a word for it I don't know, dude. I don't know shit about hunting, honestly. A, a hunt, a little hunting ho- hobbit hole. They're in a little okay. hunting hobbit hole. Yeah. And um, they're all talking about uh, killing rednecks. You know, they're talking about how they, you know, they're so stupid they vote against their interests. That's all the lines that you'd hear. Whoa, they say that? They say shit like, they say stuff like that. I, I don't know if they say exactly okay. that line, but it's all so on the nose. And right. um, Can you still hear me okay, by the way? I can hear you, yeah. Okay, cool. And the pig... I don't know if the pig gets killed or something, but they're really upset about that because they, they're vegan, like you said. Something about the pig. Um, mm. But like I said, the tone is all over the map. It's low-hanging fruit. The whole movie is low-hanging fruit. It's one of those things where also it starts with this big brassy like orchestral score where you know you're in store. Every time that happens, you know you're in store for some tiresome, edgy satire. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. here comes here comes the edgy satire. So you're already kind of an annoyed. Where think about the platform, which also tackles a lot of these similar subjects. It doesn't do it with that that kind of dipshit obvious mm-hmm. for the for mm-hmm. the dumbasses. You know what I mean? Like I right. see a lot of people. I don't want to insult too many people, but I see a lot of people who love the hunt, and they got to be fucking stupid to do it because that means that these are left wing people. These are left wingers that love it because they. They're being pandered to, like, they're being, like, backdoor pandered to, where mm-hmm. they think they're actually being tricked. They're being tricked into endorsing a movie that is 100% on the side of the rednecks, but mm-hmm. pretends to be a both sides kind of edgy thing where you can say, wow, they're, they had the balls to go after everybody. They really mm-hmm. didn't. If you watch mm-hmm. the movie with your eyes open, they really did not do that. Um, and I love saying this because last show we said, we shouldn't be attacking people who don't like things that we don't like. <laughs> and I'm doing exactly that. Well, we um, on this on this show, we um, I don't think we're we're not really consistent, which I'm fine with. I don't care. Just I mean, to sum it up, it's a it's a stupid movie <clears throat> for stupid people. They've mm-hmm. just taken a political skin and they've mm-hmm. draped it over a Hunger Games mm-hmm. knockoff. They took the mm-hmm. Hunger Games and they've just draped this political skin over it. And that doesn't even mean that they've thought about it in the way like the platform does. Instead, it's just random inflammatory internet phrases thrown around so that yeah. like the, the derps can be like, yep, both sides. It's, 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 it's taken down everybody, but it's not. Right, right. And it's yeah. plus column. I will say it had a Bobby Gentry song in it. And I'm really getting into Bobby Gentry, Gentry lately. And it's one of those totally overlooked country singers from the uh, 60s. That okay. she had that song, um, the, uh, the the uh, what the fuck is that song? Her one hit. See, this is how this is how into her I am. I don't I don't even pay attention <laughs> to her hit. I don't even like her hit. I don't I don't I don't I'm know I don't know cuts. fucking song titles, dude. I you could ask me for you know my favorite bands it's, and what I would happened be like, at the, at the be like it's Bridge. track it's track eight on uh, their second CD. It's like I don't Ode, know. To, Ode to Billy Joe or whatever. Ode okay. to Billy Joe. It's a long story song. Bob we'll end, uh, we'll end, made uh, fun of it. We'll end the episode with it. Oh, okay. We can do that. Um, yeah, Ode to Billy Joe. It's like a Southern Gothic deal. Uh, it's about what happened to this kid, you know? 
but mm-hmm. um but oh, more interestingly yeah yeah she but she had these she was she wrote her own stuff she was one of the first female artists to do it writing mm-hmm. her own stuff and she just kind of got lost in the shuffle if you want to buy a bobby gentry cd they're like mm-hmm. 50 bucks on ebay because all oh. her shit's out of print um she's creeping back though because uh, mercury rev did a tribute album of okay. um of her songs which just means they kind of sound like flaming lip songs now uh-huh. um, but it's it's still kind of cool but anyway so the movie throws that in there and when i heard that i thought this doesn't you don't deserve to be using the song you're not that good of a movie but also mm. it, it's kind of a i would put another check mark in the column that it's kind of it's kind of redneck bait because like my grandma listened to bobby gentry you know what i mean like mm, it's it's mm-hmm, throwing a bone mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. throwing a bone to who they think they're throwing a bone to. And it's so you're watching the movie and you're thinking, is every are are they all idiots pretending to be smart? Or are they smart pretending to be idiots? And it's all a waste of your time to think those things. <laughs> there's a and there's so out, the, but outside out outside of outside of what it's kind of doing, is it effective as a as a thriller? Is the no. gore good? Is no good? no. Okay. no. It's got because that would make or break it, right? I don't think you would be it, for a while. Those things, if they were, if this, no. if it was good, if it was technically competent. For a I while, think... they they kill people you don't expect them to kill for a while, so you mm-hmm. you get tricked into thinking you're watching something edgy. But then when mm-hmm. you realize what you're watching and that what they've mapped onto, then you then you can call every beat of the movie. When you realize that you're watching The Hunger Games with a political skin, that mm-hmm. they've they've pretended to start. Here's the thing, dude. All right. This is the clearest way I can say it. They start with what they pretend to be an us versus them. Us meaning like poor people versus rich people. They pretend mm-hmm. like that's happening, but that's right. not what they're doing. What they're doing is by mapping politics on it in such a clumsy way, the them becomes the liberals, the rich people become the liberals, and then the us becomes like the rednecks. So mm. it's it's so dishonest because... I don't know about you, but the rich people, I don't really usually attribute richness to, you know, the fucking San Francisco hippies I'm surrounded by. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they're not they're 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 thinking like Hollywood rich. So that's Mm -hmm. again, that's Mm -hmm. the that's the lameness of it, where you can't even have a poor versus rich story because it's just it's just like the the normal people versus the Hollywood elites or something. Yeah, that's the growth. That's the kind of. That's the kind of thing that the right wing does is that it talks about the Hollywood elites because those are literally the only rich people who are left wing. Literally everybody else who made their money in any other way is a right winger, you know? So, and that's what it should, that's what the, that's what you think. That's why everything feels off when you're watching it. Like oil executives, wall street guys, doctors, by and large, uh, lawyers, pretty much once you get into a certain tax bracket, um, and I would even argue that a lot of Hollywood pays lip service to liberalism and, and, and the left without actually being left or liberal. Yeah. Um, being rich is a fundamentally right-wing position. And I know very few people – I do know exceptions to that rule. I personally know some people who are wealthy but who have managed to maintain some semblance of integrity. But – but they're few and far between. Yeah, right? and dude, like, and that's what and you're right, and that's why when I when I hear uh, liberal friends or liberal colleagues or people that t- champion the movie as 
this other thing. It's I'm thinking you get suckered so bad here. You got suckered right. so bad. And that explains yeah. the controversy. Because think about the, the, the uneasiness that they were going to put that out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, wait a minute. Is this is now the time for that? It's not because they were afraid of going after the rich. It's because mm-hmm. they were afraid of going after liberals, not going after the right. And that's mm-hmm. the, the biggest fucking bait and switch ever is to pretend like that's what it was. And then mm-hmm. to get people to, to go see it and champion it as if it is that. It's, right. it's like the perfect movie for people who like to post internet observations as their own. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's I the perfect exactly film for those yeah. people. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Let me tell well, you this, though, real do you quick. Think, real do you quick. think it's doing this? And this is something. Right. I haven't seen the movie, right? So I don't know. But do you think that by uh, positing that this group of villains are these, you know, essentially Hollywood elites, do you think that they're making fun of that position at all? Like, is it a, is it, a, is, it, is, it, is it a double double trick no they didn't think about it that much okay I'm thinking about it more than they did okay. I, was, I will say the one clever thing they did i'm not entirely sure it, it surprised me at least that and this is to answer your earlier question about why they're hunting yeah okay okay why, how did the hunt start yeah so and this speaks to that kind of pizza game like, shit they, we were talking about i was about, about to say i was like did they have a pizza restaurant <laughs> kind but, of so wow. they there was a tw- uh, uh, I don't remember it exactly, but there's like a text message exchange with some rich people, some rich, uh, rich liberals. And Hillary Swank text messages somebody and says something to the extent of, or maybe it was on Twitter. I forget. It was public for whatever reason. And she makes a joke about how she can't wait to hunt some rednecks or no, hunt some deplorables. She can't wait to kill some deplorables. Mm-hmm, okay? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's a joke that she sends to a friend of hers. It goes viral and people start to assume it's real. They start to assume that this is like Pizzagate, that they're, they're really doing these things. They're really, the, the liberals are really doing, they're really hunting people. Going, yeah. So Hillary Swank loses her job because of this. She gets so mad that she decides for revenge, she's going to find everybody who made that tweet go viral and she's going to hunt them for real. So that so that they made it happen. They made Pizzagate Mm -hmm. happen because they believed in it so much. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that's the result of 10 rewrites or what. But I remember thinking, did I see this coming or was I like, I guess it's making me so so that she's hunting people because she got deplatformed. That's yeah. Yes. But because she pretended she was hunting people, now she's doing it for real as punishment so that it has line. Those are the only lines I thought were, but that's, but but, but what that's, what's that, what that's very kind of not so subtly doing though, is saying that when rich people tweet shit like that, they actually do mean it. You see what I mean? Well, that's the, that's the clever triple twist right so that means that she gets to have these these moments where she'll be at she'll have like a crossbow pointed at somebody and she'll say something like you know we don't hunt people that's it was all a lie you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. as as she's doing it that's Mm -hmm. the that's the closest thing to actual cleverness in the movie is her, her killing people and saying i can't believe you thought we were killing people so that kind of stuff is the only that's where the real movie starts to happen, and that's in the last 15 minutes. <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. So. Yeah, I don't think that's that bad. I think that's uh, that particular element is uh, it's got layers to it. I'd have to think about it for a second to parse that out. I um, think I'm giving it. I'm giving it a little more credit by 
fleshing out that couple of those couple well, of lines. Well, Dave, I'm I will never s- going to watch the fucking movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's fair enough. It does have your blue your blue ruin guy is in it, so he must have saw something in the script. No way, really? Uh, yeah, old, old, old Beardy McBeardster? He plays, and you'll laugh, he plays mm-hmm. like an ultra-liberal kind of milk toast. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I remember when he and I were hanging out on the set of Green Room. Oh, and, here, uh, we go. here we go. This is fucking liberal elite. <laughs> I remember oh. talking to him and saying, you know, you could really do anything you want with your career right now. And he said, my personal friend, J. David Osborne, <laughs> you're absolutely right. I got this script. It's going to it's going to it's going to blow the whole industry wide open. And I said, well, what, what is that script called? And he said, it's called The Hunt. Believe it or not, believe it or not, that is a true story. That is, that is something that happened. It was actually, it was called The Scrunt, and it was never released. We're still waiting for the director's cut of The Scrunt. Uh, oh, I shouldn't have Let's said see. that. I'm not, I'm not allowed to say that word in the house anymore. What does what what Scrunt mean? <laughs> it's sort of my loophole for, I get really, never mind. Hofer, I guess. When, I, when I'm yelling at the internet. When I'm, yes. When right. I'm yelling, when I'm about to deplatform myself. Yes, yes, okay, yeah. Well, we, uh, well, I mean, that, I think, I think, in a lot of ways, we we are our support network for that, uh, for the listeners. So what'll happen is uh, I'll be, I'll get on Facebook for like a couple months, and then I'll decide that I can't take it anymore. So I'll, I'll get off Facebook now. While I was on Facebook, Mr. Keaton here will send me all sorts of, you know, check out what this fucker saying, you know, lies. Lies. And I and I'll and I'll I'll read it and I'll be like and we'll kind of be like wow what a piece of shit you know whatever so then I'll, I'll get off Facebook and it's kind of like one of those things like at the end of a movie you know like when the heroes at, at a at a cabin in the woods somewhere and they're like I finally turned it all around and then <laughs> and then that black town car rolls up the drive <laughs> and you hear the music like dun 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 so my little my little Gmail will go ding and I'll be like. Oh, what's oh god, what is it now? <laughs> it's Pretty it's much. like you can't you can't get away from it, dude. I'm your like, I'm your Iago. I'm whispering right. just bad, bad things in your ear. The the grimmer worm tongue. <laughs> I'm your I'm your personal scrunch, is what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. You you can be my script. Um The Fountains of Wayne singer died of the coronavirus. You see that shit? Stacy's uh, mom. That was in high school. Uh-huh. Uh, my my wife Stacy, whose name is Stacy. We all call her Rios. She hates Stacy, but because her name is Stacy, um, all throughout high school they were like, "Hey, your mom's got it going on." <laughs> oh boy! So so that's yeah. from my. That's the blind area where I'm um, because of our age difference. I don't know anything you're talking about right now. Except yeah, I have met your, a lot I have of, met your wife. That's a lot. It. A lot of people online apparently are really upset about this, but I have a, of course, I have a very cynical take. Where I mean, I think in general that people latch on to any kind of celebrity death and pretend to rend their garments about it. And like this guy meant so much to me. And now in the age of the, I knew this was going to happen with coronavirus, right? Where I'm trying to like. I don't know. When I talk to people about it, essentially I'm just trying to calm people down, you know, and say like it's a scary thing, it's a sickness, we have to be careful, whatever. 
But I knew that, that once this that doesn't I, I calm that, people down. That doesn't calm. I, I know. I know. Calming people it's, down is the worst thing you can do right now. <laughs> I and then it's like and I that knew as me, soon. You just you saying that makes me think that you're going to try to calm me down, and that got me so stressed. I'm stress eating this cookie again because oh, Jesus. Because it makes me think this that is a very gonna, big cookie. It makes me think that you're putting me in danger because you're telling me things are going to be okay, and I don't want to. I shit. see. Okay, maybe I maybe I'm beginning to understand where this is coming from. But anyway, I knew that once the kind of like Z-list celebs, like whoever they could find who had any kind of name, started dying of you know, there was one guy, and I don't mean this in like a disrespectful way, but like there's like this one singer who I'd never heard of. Um, and he's like 72 or something. And he was in critical condition because of it. Of course, I don't want anybody to die. I don't think it's great that people catch coronavirus. But it's like I knew once those kind of stories started circulating, then the ship has left the port as far as as far as my kind of position on these things. Because it, it would just drive everybody nuts. They would start to see what celebs are dying People are dying. There's death going on. Yeah, and it's, you, can, you can't come back from that. Yeah, no, I, I'm. It's definitely infiltrated my my thinking, maybe in a different way. Um, mm -hmm. I uh, I had uh, some mail today, and before I knew what I was doing, I had it in the house. Yeah, you know, there's things trickling in from eBay that I ordered like months ago. Sure. And of course, and of course, they're coming from Ground Zero, Wuhan, China. Sure. Because that's where that's where you get your little prepper bags from. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's where you get Ironically my, my, enough, my, yeah. new, my new compass bag. And I'm like, wait a minute. Oh no! And so I'm out there giving it the fucking silkwood shower in my backyard because sure. I don't want to bring it into the house. And, sure. Uh, I'm just thinking. I don't know what is rational behavior or irrational at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I just know well, that I have to. I have to do like. I have to overdo it mm -hmm. because I don't want to. I would feel so foolish if I died, dude. I'm so, and that's my worst fear. I don't want to feel foolish as I'm killed by this thing. Right, right. And you know, I'm actually kind of every time that I've tried to sort of bring this up online, I just get like a torrent of people who are super mad at me for not being afraid. Um, so I kind of just stopped, and uh, yeah, I'll just keep it to myself. I'll just be, well, be very you can, calm. You can tell me all about it. You can you can bring me that bad news since I'm doing the same for you. It's a two-way street. Bring bring you what bad news? Any any troubling if you think to yourself, you know what, I want to go question the existence of this virus when it's at the peak of its uh, fatalities. Mm -hmm. Instead, you can you can ring me up and you can tell me that rather than True. telling rather than getting True. yourself deplatformed. And yes. then you gotta, and then you gotta create a hunt, right? Gotta, right. Then, then gotta I gotta, go, then I, then I have to do the hunt. That's right. Then you yeah. gotta do the scrunt because you gotta make it real. And all my, and all my friends will be wearing masks that are just that. <laughs> it's just a green ball with spikes coming out of it. <laughs> and we, we hunt, we hunt people Dude, down. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Slipknot. Slipknot is the safest right. band. The safest band right now. Oh yeah, they're always wearing masks. That's true. They are. All, they true. are anyway. But now it's instead of that, you know, that duality song where he says, I push my fingers into my eyes. He says, I used to push my fingers into my eyes, but now I make sure that I wash my hands for 20 seconds <laughs> before pressing my fingers into my eyes, because that's the only way that I am a responsible citizen and do not and spread COVID-19. That's a good song. And then the clown hits the can. 
And then the clown fucking love it when that clown hits that can, dude. I get so I was I was working out in my house today and I was listening to Slipknot, dude, and the clown was hitting the can and I was just fucking screaming as my as my face was hitting my itchy carpet doing push up after push up after push up. I'm uh you know, I'm handling it well. I think I'm 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 handling that less well. Okay. And I think that when this has all kind of died down a little bit, I think I'll be a little bit meaner. But the same way that you had your uh, kind of uh, time capsule, do not open until you watch the hunt kind of prediction. Okay. All I'm going to say right now is that I have some very contradictory opinions that I'm oh, not boy. going to say. Oh, I'm going to wait till it dies down and then I'm going to let people fucking have it. Okay. I'm just well, I think that's have it. that's a good place to stop. I think we're at the top. We're at the peak of the of the curve of maximum that's right. inflammatory last words. Sure. Um, yeah. Maybe we'll, we'll this was a really good episode, dude. I think this is. I think th- this is a better one than the last one. Actually, I think you just keep getting better. I'm, they, I don't know. Each one is better than the last. It really is. Yeah. That's and the, I think the that, almost the almost good podcast will never flatten the curve. It's always going to be better. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right. Well. All right. And on that note, you know, stay off the platform. Don't get hunted. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess I guess wear a fucking stupid mask if you want to. Um, Sounds good. Cool. All right, man. I'm going to hit the – let me hit the button so we do this correctly. Do I have to hit a button to stop it? I think so, yeah. Stop. It was the 3rd of June, another sleepy, dusty Delta day. I was out chopping cotton and my brother was baling hay And at dinner time we stopped and walked back to the house to eat And mama hollered at the back door, y'all remember to wipe your feet And then she said, I got some news this morning from Choctaw Ridge Today Billy Joe McAllister Jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge and Papa said to Mama As he passed around the black-eyed peas Well, Billy Joe never had a lick of sense Pass the biscuits, please There's five more acres in the lower 40 I got to plow And mama said it was a shame about Billy Joe anyhow Seems like nothing ever comes to no good up on Choctaw Ridge And now Billy Joe McAllister's jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge Brother said he recollected when he and Tom and Billy Joe Put a frog down my back at the Carroll County Picture Show And wasn't I talking to him after church last Sunday night I'll have another piece of apple pie You know it don't seem right Saw him at the sawmill yesterday on Choctaw Ridge And 
now you tell me Billy Joe's jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. Mama said to me, child, what's happened to your appetite? I've been cooking all morning and you haven't touched a single bite. That nice young preacher, Brother Taylor, dropped by today. Said he'd be pleased to have dinner on Sunday. Oh, by the way, he said he saw a girl that looked a lot like you up on Choctaw Ridge. And she and Billy Joe was throwing something off the Tallahatchie Bridge. A year has come and gone since we heard the news about Billy Joe. Brother married Becky Thompson, they bought a store in Tupelo. There was a virus going round, Papa caught it and he died last spring. And now Mama doesn't seem to want to do much of anything. Drop them into the muddy water off the Tallahatchie Bridge. 